Low Tide, it's great to hear from you. Can I, for your the benefit of your listeners who may not know, can you hear my John Lynch imitation? Mm-hmm. Low Tide, great to hear from you, buddy. <laughs> great to hear from you. How you doing, Low Tide? It's been a long time. Too long. Too long, Low Tide. Does that sound like him? Yes, it does. It sounds exactly like him. I remember the, <laughs> the first lunch I ever had with him, he revealed everything about himself, and I mean everything about himself, and he did it in that same voice. And by the end of it, I was I was appalled. I was crushed, and I was laughing. Oh my god, <clears throat> what a character! Uh, for sure. Well, I felt the same way, to be honest, about John Short and Robin Brownlee. So yeah. we've taken some kicks to the pills here in the last little while, for sure. So, yeah, good men uh, that we uh, really they were doing this long before you and I were. Right? Yeah, they were, and they were they were uh, in their respective cities. They were giants and the best of us, and we will miss the, all of them for sure. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, we're getting. I mean, the CFL off season, you know, it it sort of. It starts slowly, and then it builds in free agency just around the corner. But I'm I'm counting on behalf of Rough Rider fans, and I still think even with the the signings here recently, they still should have some free agent money available, right? Well, for sure, especially after Trevor Harris restructured his deal, and uh, <clears throat> and it was over half the roster were pending free agents, and they, they you know. To be honest, I think the CFL CFL's done a better job this offseason than they have in many of staying in the news. You know, some good, some bad. Like for instance, Edmonton with the Trey Ford, are you gonna trade him or not? And the signing of McLeod Bethel Thompson. But I think in Saskatchewan, when you've got I think I think it was thirty six free agents low tide. Wow. Out of the forty four that are on the roster in a game, that's a lot. You know, so yeah, there'll be some money available for sure. Trevor Harris restructured his deal. Uh, I'm expecting they're probably going to lose a free agent or two. So you can rework your team in a hurry, I guess is my, what I'm trying to get at here. Um, improve your team in a hurry with all these one-year deals. I was In anticipation of our interview, I was looking at a graph of how many players are left. It's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> It's a lot entering February 4th. Well, they've they, and they have signed some of their own Lacumbo Lanier. Uh, they're 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 getting they're working around the edges, and, and in Lanier's case, the, like that's a that's a nice piece. Um, and you know, I'm always very aware of the Canadian factor, but uh, the the Rough Rider fans that I talk to are, um, I would say, cautiously optimistic. Is that fair? They always are going to be low tide. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> they're always but listen i went to a lot of the games last year i was at the one in edmonton was it the week one that trevor harris and them came in there that trevor harris got hurt it yep. was early on in the season anyways yep. and the, yeah and the riders won that one and then i watched the one in regina where saskatchewan won it on a kickoff rouge remember when your returner bumbled it in the end zone so there was some tight games you know and, and, and by the virtue of that season series one, Saskatchewan got into the playoffs and Edmonton did not. So, yeah, they are. You know what? They're more excited about the new head coach, Corey Mace. Right. That's what I know. Um, forget about the talent on the field. I think that could be better. They, The Ryder fans are – and listen, I'm a born and raised Saskatchewanian. So while I don't follow and cheer for the Riders like I did when I was a kid, I know the fans. And it's it's the positivity that always comes in January, but also Corey Mace. They, whatever he said when he came in, and I, and I watched the news conference, but he said things that hit the right buttons with the Ryder Nation. He's living there. 
in the offseason year-round football guy, CFL lifer. And that that's what, to me, Low Tide has them more excited than anything. Corey Mace. That's interesting. And I know that, that um, you know, it, it, you're right. It is a, a fan base that will cheer for laundry. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> Uh, but I think that a lot of the season last year, and I mean, we know what changes have occurred when your starting quarterback gets hurt. And, you know, I, I, I do think that they are in a better spot, even, even behind him now because of the year experience, but that can blow a hole when you, when you get hurt that quickly, that can blow a hole in your entire season. And it did. And it did. It, it did. And that's the thing. I mean, God bless the rider nation. Um, you know, they say best fans in sports, and that th- there's a chance of that. But Trevor Harris is coming off an injury, and I think he'll be 38. So if he stays healthy, they'll have a shot. That's the case with just about every team in pro football. I think what's got them a little nervous right now, you know, you talk about anticipation of free agency. It's not the sexiest group of free agents. And if you go to 3downnation.com right now, they've got Jake Dolagala as the top-ranked quarterback. Well, they actually they have Chris Strebler, and who knows if that's even going to happen at all. But next is Jake Dolagala. He was Sask's third-string quarterback last year for much of the year. It's not a real – you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We've had years where Michael Riley, Bo Levi Mitchell, Zach Caleros, like that, now you got something. So I think what, what we had into free agency, as much as the football people are really excited about it and the fans, it's not as sexy as, as it's been in years past. It, fair? Yeah, that's fair. In Edmonton, uh, Arash Madani had this, I think, yesterday, that uh, uh, Jason Shiver is apparently the next defensive coordinator and assistant head coach in Edmonton. Is that what you're hearing, or have you heard that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what Jones is waiting for. Uh, Jim Barker actually blurted that out on my show probably six weeks ago. <laughs> uh, that Shivers and, and it's it's newsworthy for a few reasons. I mean, number one, everybody thought it was a slam dunk that Shivers is going to be going to Toronto. He's an Argos great. They had an opening there because that's where Corey <clears throat> Mays had been. But I also know he's a Jones guy. He's a loyal soldier in the Jones Army, and um, for you know. There's a lot of changes with your football team, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. And, as as you know, and I and I, I I'm just piecing this together from what I see. And Jones, I talked to him, but not about this. But I feel like the defensive coordinator role is Jones isn't going to have his hands on that, okay. and that's why you know he's got just too many tasks. It's too big of a job now to be defensive coordinator, coach, and general manager. You just can't do it because you just there is not enough time in the day. Well, I think you talk yourself into like you know that you, they hire you and they have to give you all these roles and you talk yourself into all of them and then you, <laughs> it's it's midnight and you you're halfway through your day and I think that's what's happened to the Elks. Honestly, I really do. I think Jones is overrun with work, and that's his own fault because with that comes a big paycheck, you know. But down the road in Calgary, you know they've done some reshuffling with Jay McNeil now in there as president and John Huffnagel stepping down. You're following that. But it was not the year that Calgary was very proud of. They ended up going on the road in the playoffs again. They're used to hosting a home game. Mm-hmm. And the criticism, because I don't know what goes on behind closed doors, <laughs> I'm not there, but that Dave, as coach and GM, doesn't have enough time in his day in Calgary. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a CFL thing, and 
whether it stays that way in Calgary or not, I'm not sure. They made some changes and they announced their staff yesterday. But we started with this talking about Edmonton. That's why I think Shivers was brought in there. And he's outstanding at what he does. I so thought I think Le- there will be an improvement. I thought Lanier would come here. Were you surprised he signed in Regina? Well, only that Saskatchewan had the opportunity to get the jump on dealing with him. I mean, it just depends on how you... Saskatchewan is not the preferred destination like it was for a long time, but it's still pretty preferred. If you want to play in an environment, and they're going to throw money at him, um, yeah, I I would have been surprised if he'd left, to be honest. Okay. Because when you have the opportunity to get a jump on every other team, that's a significant advantage. I think it's news... When you don't, like I just read here, the Jackson Jeffcoat in Winnipeg is going to test free agency. Players don't do that as much as they used to. But you know, you don't all you don't often get a chance to do it either. Why wouldn't you? I don't, I don't blame the players that do. Do you see like Oliveira going to the NFL, or do you see him signing like you know sometime before training camp? Well, I in a CFL. Yeah, yeah. Um. <clears throat> That's a really good question. And if you go and look at the list of the top players available by position, Brady Oliver is one in the backfield, and Dalton Schoen is the top receiver available. Both are Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I just kind of think in the case of Oliveira, because he's already worked out for his teams, if he was going to sign with somebody, he would have by now. Because there is this sense that running backs are a dime a dozen. They don't care in the NFL if you're Canadian or American. They don't. Or that this guy was the top Canadian in the CFL. They don't care. Um, His resume coming in doesn't mean a whole lot, I don't think, to the NFL teams. We know he's a great player. But if he hasn't signed by now in the NFL, I'd be surprised if he does. But that's just my gut. Do you, like, if he doesn't sign in the NFL, and I agree with you that, that if he hasn't signed by now, uh, does he go to Winnipeg, or, or you know, could we see him uh, optimize well, the opportunity? Any player, it doesn't matter the league. If you got a chance for us, any broadcaster, low tide is going to take <laughs> the race. Really? His, well, his, well, we've never had that opportunity, but I'm guessing uh, these. In the case of Brady Oliveira, his stock's never been higher. Would you agree? Oh yes. I think he's the top guy because he's Canadian and he's durable and he's good. And everybody's like, okay, it's the new Cornish. Boom. And four consecutive Grey Cups. He's led his team to, well, three. Because Harris was there for the first one, Andrew Harris. But you you get what I'm saying. Um, His stock's never been higher. This is a chance for him to cash in. And that's saying a lot, too, because he's from Winnipeg. And I guess it was two summers ago I went to a bomber game. Bombers uh, gave me tickets, and I sat with Brady's family. So I'm sure he's getting a lot. They're from there. Mm-hmm. You know, and so he's getting a lot of pressure from his own family, I'm sure, to sign there, and he hasn't. He's resisted it because this is his chance. So, yeah, that's probably the number one guy to look at uh, beginning February 4th. How he's are you, a good guy. Yeah. How are you doing, by the way? Everything, life is good for you? I see you on a boat with a big fish. <laughs> life has never been better, my dude. All right. Um, That's good. Yeah, so thank you for asking. Yeah, it's good, but I enjoy these CFL talks, and I'm proud of being known as a CFL guy. But covering the Panthers and the Lightning more so down here because not a lot of people do it. Mm-hmm. That's going real well. So uh, no complaints. Well, you've got two great clubs in your backyard to, to you know, to look at. I mean, that, those, are, those are quality teams, and 
I mean, I think I think the Panthers could win the Stanley Cup, and they would do it quietly. But uh, compared to a year ago, but I still like that club a lot. How about you? Who do who would you favor oh, yeah. among the two? Are they? Do you think they're the stronger team? No, Lightning are on their way down. It's and just it, just look at the standings right now. With for a variety of reasons, they're getting older. They're not the Lightning that you know. I think they're only winning games based on the fact that they know how to win games. They've been to the top of the mountain, but. The Panthers are ascending. I think the Lightning are descending. They're, they're like there are a lot of hockey fans here. Low tide, believe it or not. And oh, they yeah. eat, I think it's February the nineteenth. I think it's eighteenth or nineteenth in Tampa. They're already talking about it. Um, that'll be a game that tells a lot about both teams. But what the hockey fans have said here is, "You moved here at a good time. We actually care now." <laughs> they're filling, <laughs> filling both barns. Uh, so that's good, but here's I don't I don't want to go without telling you this. I'm going to Radio Row at the Super Bowl nice. next week. Nice. And the last time I was in any situation <clears throat> like that at all, <clears throat> you and I were Radio Row neighbors. 2018 Grey Cup. Yes. Was, yes. Was the last one I was ever at with my radio show. So I never forgot, buddy. I was just thinking of you this week <laughs> uh, when I was getting the table booked. I have to share it. I that's love how it. Cheap the NFL is. They're making me share it with a guy from Fresno. Well. But I was with you last time, Low Tide. Well, the, the Fresno guy's probably better looking and funnier and probably will buy more drinks. Don't worry about it. Thank you, Rod Peterson. <laughs> Thanks for the call, buddy.